Okay, we'd like to welcome you back to our third and final part of our current event and weekly Bible study for April 18th, 2010. Next article um, is silver and gold being artificially manipulated. This is just from April 11th. goes on, now this is by Michael Gray. There's no silver lining to the activities of the J.P. Morgan Chase and HSBC banks in their precious metals market here in London, says a 40-year veteran in the metal pits. The banks, which do the Federal Reserve's bidding in the metals market, have long been the government's lead actors in keeping down the prices of gold and silver. According to a former Goldman Sachs trader working at the London Bullion Market Association, McGuire was scheduled to testify last week before the Commodities Future Trade Commission, which is looking into the activities of large banks in the metal markets but was knocked off the list at the last moment, so then he went public. J.P. Morgan, he says, quote, J.P. Morgan acts as an agent for the Federal Reserve. They act to halt the rise of gold and silver against the U.S. dollar. J.P. Morgan is insulated from potential losses on their short positions by the Fed and or the U.S. taxpayer, McGuire said. So in other words, the gold and silver prices are being manipulated even though I know they've rose a lot in recent years, they're still being much manipulated um, against the so that the dollar doesn't plummet more. In the gold pits, McGuire seeks, sees HSBC Bank betting against the precious metals price and says HSBC conducts an ongoing manipulative, concentrated, naked short position in gold. Silver is much easier to manipulate due to its much smaller market size. HSBC declined to comment. Imagine that. The bank. Also, during the CFT, CFTC hearing, um, let's see here, which stands for Commodity Futures Trading Commission. Okay. So during the CFTC hearing, Jeff Christian, founder of the commodities firm CPM Group, said that LBMA, the physical delivery market for gold and silver in the UK, has been using leverage, just like the banking industry, which is another way to depress the price of gold and silver. So they're also using leverage to depress the price of gold and silver. Now, I'm going to explain that in a second. And I said, just like the banking industry. Here, we'll, we'll explain it now. Um... LBMA is the physical delivery market for gold and silver in the UK. Christian said that LBMA, um, which is the same market that this Maguire guy who made all these quotes just now trades in, LBMA has leveraged has a leverage of about 100 to 1 on gold bars settled in the exchange. In layman's terms, that means if 100 clients requested their bullion bars to be delivered, that they had bought, but they didn't have possession of, the exchange could only give one client a bar. So if you think, if you've bought gold and silver certificates or whatever, and if you think that's as good as having possession of it, right there that guy just said, they're doing exactly what the bank does. If somebody puts in... uh, 10000 in the bank, they leverage that money out. 
And if everybody went to the banks right now and tried to get out their money, the banks, that would be called a banking run, and the banks would close their doors overnight because it's not there. It is not there. They've done this for decades and decades and decades, and now they're doing it with gold and silver. So, 100 guys buy a gold bar. They all 100 go to the bank the same day. Let's say there's this cataclysmic event in the thing. Okay, I'm sorry. Uh, 100 guys buy a gold bar. Or 100 people. I'm going to be politically correct. Sorry. 100 people buy a gold bar. They all go the same day to get the bars, their bars, respectively. Thinking that the bank has them. And they find out, wow, only the first guy got his gold bar. All the rest of us are out of luck. Lucky Lucifer. You know? It's called leveraging. It's illegal. I mean, again, I'll let this guy do the talking. The remaining requests after the one guy got his gold bar would have to be settled for the cash equivalent. That's tantamount to a default on the trade, says Bill Murphy, the chairman of the Gold Antitrust Action Committee. So this guy knows a whole lot more than I do, and that's what he says. McGuire goes further and calls it a fraud. He says, if you sell something you do not own, then it's a fraud. End of quote. It's pretty black and white. Back in 2007, Morgan Stanley agreed to settle a $4.4 million lawsuit brought by precious metal clients who alleged that Morgan offered to buy gold and silver and store it for its investors, but never purchased any metal and still charged them for storage fees. This is how corrupt the banking system is. And this is just one aspect of it. Now, if Morgan Stanley wasn't guilty of that, why did they award $4.4 million to these precious metal clients? They said, well, we don't want to, we don't want to drag it into whatever any further. Why would you give away $4.4 million if you weren't guilty? Despite gold's rise in each of the last 10 years, Murphy believes the price of gold today would be closer to $2,300 an ounce if the price just moved with inflation. And it would be more than that um, with other factors that he gets into that I'm not going to get into. I'll give you the, the link to read the whole thing. According to emails McGuire sent to the Commodity Futures Trading Commission, the CFTC, he was spot on in his expectations of how the precious metals would trade on release of the January jobs report. So in other words, this guy has some credibility. The message is to, quote, confirm that silver manipulation was a great success and played out exactly to plan as predicted yesterday. How would this be possible if the silver market was not in full control of the parties we discussed in our phone interview? McGuire wrote to a staff investigator after the trading day. So, uh, anyway, that's pretty heavy duty. Uh, I give you a link here on telling the Congress to audit the Fed, which, you know, is behind this, obviously. Federal Reserve creating money out of thin air with nothing backing it. And that's a whole other subject. But here's another, uh, this is a platinum and palladium comment from Steve Quayle's website. Reports coming in from all over the country are indicating up to week-long delays to try to get $2,500 in cash out of bank accounts. This is in America. Week-long delays just to get $2,500? 
He goes on to say, I am urging everyone, and this is all in capital letters, I am urging, and Steve Quayle has a lot of experience with precious metals, banking, that whole subject. He knows a whole lot more than I do. He says, I am urging everyone who has investment funds to get all their physical commodities now. Now, I gave you this article before that we just read to verify that statement. Because if you wait and there's a banking run, you're not going to get nothing. Nothing. You're not going to be able to get to it. Forget the daily spot market manipulation gyrations. My last alert to buy palladium a couple days, months ago, when palladium was $325 an ounce, today it's $550. So in other words, Steve Quayle was right about buying palladium. Um... Those of you who understand physical possession, physical possession of precious metals, or need to divest out of paper, please consider calling me, I believe this is his number, 406-586-4840. I get nothing for any of this, you know. He doesn't even know I'm giving out his number, but it was up on his website, so I feel like I can do this. Um... If you do call within the next 10 minutes, again, you will get a free garden weasel with a Ronco stud gun. Within the next 5 minutes, he's going to throw in a Hulk Hogan commemorative beer koozie. So act now, before supplies run out. Sorry, just kidding. Teasing. Anyway, um, if you call that number to acquire platinum or palladium bullion bars or coins. okay. Now again, I'm not advising you how to invest or what to do. I'm just saying that, you know, we're seeing a lot of confirmation here that, you know, precious metals are being artificially manipulated to a very, to a fraction of what they should be. Uh, We're also seeing that if you don't have physical possession of said precious metals, that (laughs) you're living in a very, very bad position right now where you could lose everything that you have, you better take physical possession of it. Um, This goes on to say, they are the rarest, these palladium and uh, platinum, are the rarest of precious metals, and the worldwide appetite is huge. See, it's supply and demand. Platinum and palladium are absolutely necessary for cold fusion, and all chemical processes use platinum in some stages of the process. So anyway, something to think about. I I try to give you a diverse amount of subjects we talk about. Because there's different ways we can be destroyed for lack of knowledge. Okay? I understand the primary way is not hearing the gospel. But there's other ways too. And, you know, if you're not aware of something, you know, that might be the very thing that, you know, gets you in the end here. So let's go further. Another comment off Steve Quayle's site. Um, the commenter says, Great interview with George on Coast to Coast. I thought I would let you know an incident I had with a U.S. bank last week. I took out sixteen a $16,000 loan on my personal, not public retirement funds two weeks ago, which is managed by Great Western. They would only issue me one check for the full amount and not smaller checks. They sent me a check which was issued from USA Bank, and he just says N.A. He doesn't give the actual bank. So I figured they would cash it. 
Okay? I checked with six different branch branches of the U.S. bank. In other words, he went to the exact bank that the check was issued from. Okay? This was six different branches of this bank in L.A. County. Okay? Probably, you know, L.A. County. Big, big, big place. Los Angeles. Um, and they and I found they would not give me the cash for the full amount. Apparently, they have a daily limit now of $2,500 of which they could give me. And on top of that, they charged me $5 to get the cash, and then they charged me another 7 for the cashier's check for the remaining amount. Now, trust me, if that's the only thing you got to go through, no big deal. Okay, Better you have take full possession and have to pay some fees than not get anything at all. I just threw that in, but I finally went to one of the larger branches, presented the check issued from them, and told them I wanted cash. The teller consulted two supervisors with a subsequent ID check, making photocopies of the check and the ID, then verifying the account and the amount was good, and after 20 minutes, they said that they would have to order the money, and I could pick it up in one week. I went to the bank yesterday to pick up my money. After another 20 minutes of ID checks, etc., a very nervous teller, because see, anybody that deals in cash is wicked. Don't we all know that? I mean, come on, the only honest people are the ones that deal with plastic and credit card. Now, listen, if you do that, okay, I'm not coming down on you, I'm just saying, this is the stigma they're trying to create. What are we, what are we moving toward? A cashless society? What, what are we ultimately moving toward? A cashless society where you get a mark in your right hand or your right your forehead or your right hand, where you can't buy or sell. I had a guy email me the other day, and he says, I had said buy, sell, or trade. Okay, sorry, I threw in the trade. But, I do believe there's going to come a time where you won't be able to trade, like let's say you go to a pawn shop or, or a gold dealer, and you want to trade said gold for whatever. You're probably still going to have to have your mark. So, it, it, there's going to come a time when it does apply somewhat, most likely, to trading. Now, trading one with another, like outside the beast market, like I've got some carrots and I'll trade you, you know, your pencils for these carrots or whatever. Okay, so point taken. I, I don't always get every word I say right, and I'm sorry. Uh, I mess up sometimes. Anyway, um, let's go further. Uh, let's see here. Okay, a very nervous teller counted the $100 bills, took my $5 to cash their paper check for my money, and politely thanked me to leave. Oh, please leave. You're going you're gonna to make me do something bad or something. I, I'm going to have a nervous breakdown. This, this poor teller probably had to go on multiple psychotropic meds, Prozac, Zant, you know, the whole nine yards, Paxil. Probably had to go into therapy on top of it. These wicked, evil people requesting cash. How dare they? What's this world coming to? Then he goes on to end it by saying, 50 to 20 years ago, this would have never been a problem. Well, I'm telling you, we're moving toward this, and there's going to come a day when most likely the cash isn't going to be worth anything. But probably before we get to that point, we may come to a point where it's going to be very hard to go to banks and get cash, or you're going to be coming under more and more and more scrutiny. So, so there's a good reason. The Bible says, The prudent man foreseeth the evil and hideth himself, but the simple pass on and are punished. It's good to have, 
you know, things in reserve, food, ways to purify water, you know, if you can have some precious metals, I mean, diversify, you know, these things, if the Lord so leads you. Some people are saying, when that day comes, God's told me this, and I'm just, it's going to be like, you know, me being fed in the wilderness by, by the birds, you know, like in the Bible, okay? Listen, you do what the Lord Jesus Christ tells you to do. I'm just trying to give you some tools to equip yourself. I don't want to see you be taken unawares. And, you know, if you've got all this cash in the bank or precious metals and gold or silver certificates and the banks collapse, I mean, I guess you could say, well, that was just God's will. I, I was meant to lose everything. Okay, well, maybe it was, but I would rather warn you. I would rather try to be a blessing to you and warn you and the thing is, is if you actually took possession of those things, you could end up being a big blessing to other people when things get bad. You might be used mightily of the Lord because you did store things up, because you did prepare, because it looked like, you know what? According to even the Bible, I prepared because I didn't want to be taken unawares. I didn't want to be destroyed for lack of knowledge. The prudent man foreseeth the evil and hideth himself. But the civil pass on and are punished. I did these things, and you know what? When it all went down, people looked to me for wisdom. And then I gave them the gospel. Hey, can you possibly see that scenario playing out? I sure can. Or would it be better to be totally taken unawares, be going to some church where your ears are tickled, have nothing in preparation, have you know, nothing in preparation for when things get really bad, and they could get really bad literally overnight. I mean, I don't know. To me, the other way would seem like the better way. Okay? But you go to the Lord about it, and you do exactly what he tells you to do. Um, but if God's speaking to you about something, it's going to line up with his word. Okay? So just bear that in mind as well. Because a lot of people say they hear God's voice. And what a lot of times I hear supposedly being spoken to these people doesn't line up with the word of God whatsoever. Well, then I know they're not hearing from God. This is why the Bible says test the spirits. How do we test the spirits? Primarily comparing it to the word of God, which is the gold standard. Okay? What is truth? Thy word is truth. The words of the Lord are pure words. It's purified in a silver uh, a furnace of earth. Purified seven times. Thou shalt keep them, O Lord, Thou shalt preserve them from this generation forever. Um, Psalm 12, 6 and 7. If the foundations be destroyed, what can the righteous do? Psalm 11, verse 3. So the Bible is our foundation and is the word of God, and we have to stand on the foundation of the word of God and compare things to it, to know truth. Anyway, let's go further. And then Jesus said, If you continue in my word... Then are you my disciples indeed, and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Okay, so people only want to quote the last part. I mean, even secular people. You shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. They don't want to quote the first part of the verse upon which it hinges on. No, if you continue in my word, then are you my disciples indeed. And you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. So... Knowing the truth and the truth making you free is contingent upon continuing in his word. What if you're reading a perverted Bible that's got 64,000 less words than the King James or 
all the other egregious changes. Well, then you're putting yourself at a gigantic disadvantage. Okay, I don't want to get off on that rabbit trail too much, but anyway, just something to think about there. Uh, let's go further. This is now we're going to be getting into the um, the whole H1N1 vaccine flu debacle. This is from Natural News, a very reputable source. I remember when the H1N1 swine flu season of 2009 was very well underway. Now, remember, we did several, several studies on this as well. People were rushing out to get vaccinated, scared half to death by the mainstream media, which was pushing false reports that the swine flu would kill tens of millions of people, and then only a vaccine could save you. The CDC and health authorities were pushing a double-barrel vaccine strategy that demanded people get both seasonal flu shot as well as an H1N1 pandemic flu shot. Those who questioned the sensibility of vaccines for fighting the flu were attacked as baby killers for not kowtowing to the vaccine mythology that drives big pharma profits to record profits nearly every flu season, which is the main motivation. I specifically remember writing an article here in Natural News warning people that taking a seasonal flu shot actually weakened your immune system and made you more susceptible to H1N1 swine flu. The suggestion earned me a highly accusatory email from a CDC, Centers for Disease Control, employee, who suggested that warning people to avoid the swine flu vaccine shot was equivalent to, quote, an act of terrorism, and that all those who question vaccines should be arrested and stopped for writing anything from writing anything on the internet ever again. What a delusional, delusional mindset to be in. An act of terrorism. Well, let's see. Fast forward six months or so, and now we have a new scientific paper published by one of the few remaining honest, independent medical journals out there called BLOS Medicine. The title of the study is Does Seasonal Influenza Vaccination Increase the Risk of Illness? with 2009 AH1N1 pandemic virus, okay? And then it gives the whole scientific title after that. And again, this will be in PDF format up on the internet. Care to guess what the study found? In short, it found that people who received the seasonal flu shot in 2008 were 274% more likely to be infected by H1N1 swine flu than those who skipped the seasonal flu shots. 274% more likely to be infected than those who got no flu shots. If this sounds familiar, it's because we've been saying this over and over again to anyone who will listen. Flu vaccines are a medical scam. A big pharma hoax. Getting a vaccine shot could actually result in you being killed by the next seasonal flu, or pandemic outbreak that comes along. So it turns out the CDC, the World Health Organization, and the FDA officials, who all pushed these vaccines so hard, were actually sending people to their graves. Well, that's what this is all about, depopulation. It's about money, depopulation, creating a weak, sickly population. Well, weak, sickly population doesn't really want to resist the New World Order, do they? No. Meanwhile, they all engaged in what I consider to be a blatant, criminal, Neglect for not mentioning that simple solutions for preventing virtually any widespread pandemic, things like colloidal silver, vitamin D sunlight therapy, things of this nature, 
all of which we know works better than vaccines at preventing a flu infection, and the best part is it makes your immune system stronger for the future, not weaker. According to the CDC's official figures, well over 10,000 Americans died from swine flu infections. How many of those people could have been saved if they had taken colloidal silver and or vitamin D supplements instead of the seasonal flu shot? That is the question that now hangs over the heads of the vaccine pushers at the FDA, the WHO, and the CDC, who have yet to admit in a single public story that alternative natural therapies could have saved lives or that vaccines might be harmful to anyone. These people are as wicked as they come. You have to understand that. You cannot trust them. And that's just the minimum. We're going to talk more about what other things happen in the vaccines. I've, I've mentioned before how they can put microchips in the vaccines. Hitachi has a microchip dust. It's no big thing to put it in there, and you're never going to know it unless you get the vaccine yourself and put it under a microscope. They can put vaccine. They can put literal microchips at the end of the needle, at quality con, at the end of quality control processes when they made it. And this was actually um, there were eyewitnesses. This was taking place in certain vaccine. Uh, manufacturing plants. I got into that in previous studies. The next one I'm not going to get into, but I give you the D3 and the colloidal silver special um, running this um, again. And it's just... I found that 99.9% of the D3 that's available on the internet is synthetic D3. It's not natural. Okay, and the product that I'm advocating is the only one that's literally derived from a food. It's a food state D3. Okay, D3 is the form of vitamin D that is the most active, and it's the one all these recent studies have been done on, and it has a ton of beneficial effects for your immune system, cardiovascular system, all kinds of systems in the body. Okay, so anyway, I, I posted that special here, and then also the special I'm running on the mild silver protein, or colloidal silver, um, and it's still running. So anyway, I'll put that up on the, um, on the PDF, or you can email me, um, and I'll send that to you as well. If you just want me just to send you, I have an attachment I can send you. Uh, email address is drjohnson at the letter i, the letter x, dot netcom, n-e-t-c-o-m dot com. Dr. Johnson at ix.netcom.com. Anyway, you can email me there. I'll get it to you. Anyway, going further, vaccine contamination. Uh, pig virus DNA found in Rotorix. This is by Barbara Lowe Fisher, and she's devoted her whole life to the subject. Okay, I try to, I'm really trying to be careful on the sources I use uh, regarding what we're reporting to you. I like to have a lot of cross-confirmation, a lot of things to back up what we're saying here. This is a lady that's very reputable, um, a doctor. On March 22, 2010, food and the FDA officials adhering to the precautionary principle advised American doctors to suspend the use of Rotorix vaccine until the agency finds out why DNA from a swine virus or a pig virus was found in the live rotavirus vaccine. One million U.S. children and about 30 million worldwide have already received the GlaxoSmithKline's Rotorix vaccine with live pig DNA in it. 
Now, what do I keep saying over and over? It's not me saying it. It's that I keep getting stories over and over and over on how they're trying to defile our DNA. I've done several studies on this. One on transhumanism, corrupting of the seed, corrupting of DNA, cloning. Just go up to YouTube, Ken Scott Johnson, and any of those titles, you'll find the teachings. They, they are up on my contendingfortruth.com under the archive section. But you're going to have to go through about 300 teachings and kind of look for them individually. You can find them that way as well. There are other websites that do have my teachings as well up there. And um, I give you, just so you know, at the start of like my current event newsletter, you'll see all the different ways I post on there on how to locate different teachings. Because obviously I've had a lot of problems with this since I went off Sermon Audio. All the links to Sermon Audio are dead. It's a mess. I'm sorry. Um, I hadn't fully anticipated they were only going to give me 10 days to get off there. At the same time, my mom had that stroke. She was in this uh, you know, end-stage cancer position. She required 24-7 nursing. It was a gigantic, very, very hard time. And I haven't been able to devote a lot of time to um, getting my website um, squared away. And um, a lot of work needs to be done on it. And my webmaster has been overwhelmed at the same time. I've been overwhelmed. Hey, it's how the devil works, you know. So the website is, you know, I've got all the new teachings up there. The archive teachings are up there. But it needs a lot of work. And um, I'm just praying about what direction the Lord wants me to go in with this right now. And if you would pray for that, I would appreciate it. Uh, Going further... Let's see here. Now research team has discovered that this vaccine is contaminated with a substantial amount, and that's a quote, a substantial amount of DNA from the pig virus. The pig, which is one of the main animals the Bible warns about, that they're unclean. And now you're... It's one thing if you eat a piece of bacon. The stomach acids dissolve the pork, and and I'm I'm not advocating going out and eating a lot of pork, okay, by any stretch of the imagination, but... The pig, you, your stomach acids dissolve it, and it's broken down in, in the gut. Is the way it's normally is the way we digest, whether it be fruits or vegetables or or uh, protein or, or meat or whatever. Okay, but it's another thing when you inject the DNA whole into the bloodstream. It's not going to be digested. How might that be affecting our own DNA? What was the big thing that they were trying to do in Noah's day? The fallen angels corrupt the DNA or the seed of man. The Bible predicted in Genesis 3 that the woman's seed was going to bruise the head of the serpent. Well, Satan was trying to preemptively corrupt the seed of mankind and destroy mankind so that that prophecy could never be fulfilled. He almost did it. If it wasn't for the eight that got on the ark and those animals whose DNA hadn't been corrupted, he would have done it. But God, obviously, is always one step ahead of the devil. As it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be in the days of the coming of the Son of Man. Here we are again. They're injecting pig DNA in the vaccines. How might that be affecting you spiritually, on a spiritual level? I don't really know. But it couldn't be good. I mean, what about all the vaccines they've cultured off aborted babies? At least 13. I name them all in my PowerPoint presentation. 
Human diploid cells, look it up in the PDF. What about all those vaccines? How might that be bringing possibly a curse or affecting you spiritually? Aborted babies injecting vaccines cultured off aborted babies straight in your bloodstream? Then all the other things like aluminum and mercury, which cause all kind of problems with the brain and the thinking and all kind of disease processes and cancer. The polio vaccine that was seeded with the with that uh, cancer that, uh, virus. And then the whole microchip issue. And they'll never admit to that. I'm telling you, this is a major, major thing. Not something to be taken lightly. The discovery that the viral DNA is contaminating Rotorix vaccine was made by a team of scientists at an independent research lab in San Francisco. They were using new technology to detect fragments of viral genetic material vaccines using genetic sequencing. More testing confirmed that many copies of the DNA from the pig virus were present in all Rotorix vaccine lots released Excuse me. since the vaccine was licensed in 2008. Because the pig virus DNA also contaminated the working cell bank and the original viral seed stock from which Rotorix vaccine was first produced. I mean, it was contaminated from the get-go. In addition to pig viral DNA found in Rotorix vaccine, low levels of DNA fragments from avian bird flu leukosis virus was found in the measles vaccine. And then DNA fragments of a virus similar to the simian monkey retrovirus was, fra- was found in the Rototech vaccine. This is disgusting stuff we're talking about here. And all these vaccines are contaminated on one level or another. Rotorix is a genetically engineered vaccine that GlaxoSmithKline created by isolating the human rotavirus strain, infecting a child in Cincinnati, and then using the African green monkey, green diseased monkey kidney cells to produce the original viral seed stock from which all Rotorix vaccines have been made. And again, if the foundations be destroyed, what can the righteous do? These vaccines are all corrupted from the very inception and foundation of their manufacture. I mean, in a big-time way. On so many different levels. It is literally like a a witch's brew. It reminds me of a witch around a cauldron putting in Eye of Newt and, you know toe of frog or whatever she uses. This is how these are made. And we inject them into our children's bloodstream and think, well, we're being good. We really care about our children. You have no idea what you're doing to them. How you may be defiling them. On what level you may be defiling them. Physical is a given. But what about spiritually? I don't really know. But I know it can't be good. These things sound cursed to me. I did a whole study on pharmacia sorcery and that whole subject that you can access um, in the several ways I told you about if you want to know more. I've also done, I can't tell you how many teachers I've done on the subject of vaccination. If you go up to the YouTube, Scott Johnson, just vaccination and you'll find them. Uh, Let's see here. In the FDA licensing process, 
Rotorix had to meet certain FDA standards that included demonstrating the vaccine was not contaminated with mad cow disease or with the cow viruses because bovine cow serum, one of my favorite things, bovine cow serum was used to prepare the original viral seed stock. Porcine trypsin, which is an enzyme of the pancreatic juice of a pig, was also used to make the viral seed stock. Sounds sanitary to me. Where do I sign up? Rotatech is a genetically engineered vaccine containing five human cow reassortment strains of rotavirus. Human cow? Human cow? Yeah. Well, why would you want to combine human and cows? Well, if you were Satan and you wanted to maximally defile humanity from its from a DNA level, which is the building blocks of what we are, DNA, I would think that this would be one great way to accomplish that. Now, if you were born-again Christian, on fire for God, serving God and all this other stuff, and all of a sudden you got all these defiled, cursed vaccines injected into your bloodstream, do you think it might affect your spiritual walk with God? Even though you're not aware of it, well, we're destroyed for lack of knowledge. Well, but it seemed like the right thing to do. Well, the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? And he who trusteth in his own heart is a fool. These are all Bible verses I'm giving you. And there is a way which seemeth right unto a man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. Could you still be destroyed for lack of knowledge? Well, I'm just just trying to bring up the obvious here. Five human cow. And I, I told you the story the other week about the whole... Uh, hybrid human-cow lady I saw in the field the other day. No, just kidding. So, anyway, I had to do that before. I'm not going to go through it again. But anyway, five human-cow reassortment strains of the rotavirus that were created at the Children's Hospital of Pennsylvania were strains of the rotavirus that give cows diarrhea were combined with strains of the rotavirus that causes diarrhea in humans. So yeah, we, we want to give you know the whole cow diarrhea, human diarrhea thing. We want to you know, we want to kind of make this vaccine out of that. The reassortment viruses were transported by Merck where master seeds were produced using African green diseased monkey kidney, kidney cell cultures. I'm not making this up. This is how these stinking vaccines are manufactured. Fetal bovine cow ser- serum and porcine trypsin, were u- porcine meaning pig, were used to make the seed stock. Yummy. I mean, talk about a witch's brew. Then, there are small amounts of the bovine serum and the cell culture media, which is the monkey viral DNA, that remain in the Rotatech vaccine. I give you a link. You can click on the entire commentary and watch a video by Dr. Barbara Lowe Fisher on this particular subject. I mean, we're being deceived on so many levels in this country and worldwide. It's it's amazing. Next article, I gave you the link to the teaching I did on this subject in part entitled Transhumanism, Vaccinations, DNA, and Corrupting the Seed of Mankind. I'm going to give you the teaching overview because it's very pertinent to the things I just said. Transhumanism advocate Natasha Vita Moore, who looks like one of the most evil woman women I have ever looked at in my life, 
this woman's scary. I mean, she really looks scary. That, that woman that's married to Arnold Schwarzenegger, Maria Shriver, they look like they could be, like, sisters or something. Her and Doris Duke. Oh, my word. I'm sorry, but these women just look evil. They can't hide it. They're way beyond hiding it. Okay, anyway. Um, transhumanism advocate Natasha Vitamore states, quote, A transhuman is a human in transition. We are transhuman to the extent that we seek to become post-human. What's a post-human? So it's not human anymore. And take action to prepare for a post-human future. She goes on to state, quote, Whether it's shingles or the flu, the proactive development of molecular agents, such as nanorobots, which is another subject I haven't even touched on today, Little robots that they literally inject into the bloodstream that perform different functions. Molecular agents such as nanorobots to combat these and other protagonist viruses is the right thing to do. What, according to Natasha here? Which woman? Yeah, she says it's the right thing to do. Whatever we have to do to combat viruses, whatever we have to inject into the bloodstream, the ends justify the means, and it's the right thing to do. Then she goes on to say, building a strong defense through nanomedicine to combat viruses is a worthy undertaking. Well, how would they primarily do this? What is she implying? She's implying vaccines. Because that's the only thing that they've ever done on an injection level to supposedly go against these types of things. You know, on a mass scale at least. Christian author Sharon Gilbert states, quote, transhumanism, also known as the H-plus movement, envisions a higher life form, surpassing Homo sapiens in favor of a Homo sapiens 2.0. So it's like getting your, your Windows software upgraded to like, what's Windows 7 or something now? Something like that? Well, see, if you want to upgrade your body to Homo sapien 2.0, well, then you better get, get on the bandwagon here and, and get your upgrade. Get your nanomedicine and your nanorobots and get all the vaccinations you can get. Remember what I said before that when Maitreya or whatever the Antichrist is going to be, the big theme of the New Age, whether you look at it from a theosophy standpoint or a New World Order or a New Age standpoint, is we're going out of the age of Aquarius... In, or we're going out of the age of Pisces into the age of Aquarius. We are going to become as God. We are going to become as gods. This is what they're saying, not me, but they are. And that we need to make this next evolutionary step. Satan is giving this lie to people. Same thing he did in the Garden of Eden to Eve. You shall be as gods. Same lie, just repackaged. And he knows that if people are defiled through things like injectable nanorobots injectable microchips, uh, foreign DNA, whether it be from pig, cow, aborted babies, injected straight into the bloodstream, mercury, aluminum, detergents, all kind of, you know, vaccinations grown on green disease, green Reese's monkey kidneys, that DNA injected into you will defile you. He knows that. So, what they're trying to do is make it look attractive. They're trying to say it's a good thing. We want to upgrade from, you know, Homo sapien regular to Homo sapien 2.0. Okay? 
she goes on to say, a bioneer, this Homo sapien 2.0, a bioengineered construct that fuses man's original genome or DNA with animal or synthetic DNA. Now, also, Michael Hogger did a three-part study on this subject, kind of, as well. He did one on DNA. I think you can get that up on CuttingEdge.org. I bought all the DVDs. I've only w- watched the two. But it looked... It, what I watched was very good. There was a lot you can glean. Another confirmatory thing to this. For decades, laboratories have created chimeric combinations. Whenever you said that word chimera, or chimeric, we're dealing with, you know... Human pig, human cow, cow pig, corn pig. They're, they're chimeras. They're, they're, they're different, um, particularly how it usually pertains to animals. But they have created chimeric combinations of animals, plants, and even human DNA under the guise of medical research. The stated goal is to better man's lot by curing disease, but this benign mask hides an inner sardonic grin that follows an ancient blueprint to blend God's human creation with the seed of fallen angels. See, that's what it's all about. It's all about Genesis 6. It's all about what Jesus warned about, as in the days of Noah, so shall it be in the days of the coming of the Son of Man. It's all about you shall be as gods, Genesis 3. And then she goes on to say, I warn of a day when true humans may unknowingly receive transhuman instructions via an implant or an injection they got. Wow, I got this flu shot, and all of a sudden I'm hearing voices in my head. Huh, that was a really nifty flu shot. I wonder if they pay extra for the voices. I mean, I hope I didn't jip anybody. You know, I don't want to rip anybody off. I mean, I didn't know I'd get the voices too. She goes on to say, a seemingly innocuous vaccine or identification chip can initiate intracellular changes. Not only some in somatic or body cells, but also in the germline, such as the ova or the sperm. In other words, it's going to affect future generations. The former alters the recipient only, meaning if they just do it to you. But the latter, meaning if it affects ova or the sperm alters the recipient's doomed descendants as well. What would that imply? Defiling the seed line of mankind. It's pretty amazing how all of this stuff that we've gotten into over all these years cross-confirms one another and also cross-confirms the Bible. It's pretty neat. You know? I'm not taking credit for it, I'm more like a liaison. I take this information and I try to condense it, give it back to you, and hopefully make sense of it to you, and also give you confirmation week after week after week that I'm not just making this stuff up and that there is validity, and this is the way the world is moving, and this is the way the Bible predicted it was going to be. I also give you the links up on YouTube to the teaching I did, Transhumanism, Vaccinations, DNA, and Corrupting the Seed of Mankind give you the links there. It'll be on the PDF and the email that I send out. Next article. Enda would normalize the dirty 30. In the next few weeks, President Obama, Speaker Pelosi, and their homosexual and transgendered allies will attempt to ram through the so-called Employment Non-Discrimination Act, or Enda. Talked about this a couple weeks ago. What you may not know is that Enda normalizes and provides special federal protection for the 30-plus bizarre sexual orientations listed by the American Psychiatric Association, one of the most corrupt factions of the medical profession. The so-called Dirty 30 
these 30-plus fetishes include behaviors that are felonies or misdemeanors in most states currently, but they won't be if this passes. The Endus Dirty 30 includes such bizarre criminal acts as incest, pedophilia, prostitution, bestiality, cross-dressing, and if we don't act soon, Obama and Pelosi will normalize these, these disorders by federal law on April 21st. Now, that's only three days away from the recording of this. In a moment of candor, Representative Alice Hastings, Democrat from Florida, openly admitted on the House floor that the Dirty 30 would be covered by federal law. In fact, he warns... He, his name's Al... That's Alisi? I don't know. In fact, he warns the Dirty 30 has been given special protection. Would be given. In his own words, quote, all of these fillas and fetishes and isms that were put forward need not live in fear because of who they are. Is this absolute total insanity? Again, I don't say this so we can wring our hands, but also, hopefully people out there praying against these things. Because this is just unbelievable. If Obama, Pelosi, Hastings, and the Congressional Democrats pass ENDA, co-workers will be forced to work alongside individuals with these bizarre sexual fetishes. Christian businesses will be directly impacted by ENDA. They would be forced to hire or retain cross-dressers and individuals who engage in these sinful behaviors. Well, sorry, but if I had a Christian business, (laughs) whatever, I'd fight that to the bitter end. Anyway, I mean, you're going to have to at some point you know, choose whom this day you're going to serve. As for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. Not saying that I think I'm Mr. Perfect or anything like that, but I'm just saying that God's going to continually put Christians in positions where we're going to be faced with things like this. It's just part of the end-time scenario. Students will be indoctrinated that alternative lifestyles are no different than traditional lifestyles. They already are in the public school systems. Young children will be forced to learn about these bizarre sexual fetishes, and you will have no say in the matter. TBC has led the fight against ENDA for more than a decade. We have lobbied members of Congress and their staff and provided a wealth of information on why ENDA should not be passed. Now, I'll give you some links, some proactive links you can click on. Uh, It says ENDA will be voted in the House of Education and the Labor Committee on April 21st and sent to the floor for a vote by the end of April. It must be defeated. Contact your members of Congress. And there's a link you can do that. Please visit endahurtskids.com to sign, also sign our petition against ENDA. ENDA, E-N-D-A, Hurts Kids, one word, kids.com. Uh, and it's also in this thing. Uh, anyway, that's something you might want to think about. Uh, last thing, question about eternal security, easy believism, and losing one's salvation. Dr. Johnson, there's a big division happening um, on the forum site and on another forum site about the issue of salvation on whether or not one can lose their salvation after being saved. Now, I don't want you to get involved in all this, but it's becoming such a huge issue that I'm beginning to think that if one group believes in easy easy believism, and then there's another side that believes you can fall from grace, these sides cannot live together. I have relentlessly searched the scriptures on this subject, but at the end of the day, I feel there is a very strong warning to all Christians to keep the faith or else we risk being cut off from God. I see this warning issued numerous times, and I don't think it would be issued 
at all if God was not serious. I mean, look at Ananias and Sapphira in the book of Acts. They were struck dead after being found guilty of lying to the Holy Spirit. I don't know how many people can ignore this fact. And Paul rebuked a couple of individuals for loving this present world more than God. And Revelation has more examples of losing salvation. Please consider doing a teaching on this important issue, or at least let me know what should or could be done, because I'm very sad about what's going on, and it's ruining all the chat sessions. My point, my response, I get this question a lot, okay? My response, I agree, unfortunately, right now I'm more overwhelmed on so many levels than I've ever been in my life. This is a very complex subject, as there are many verses on both sides of this argument that one could point to, to prove their point. Biblical balance is the key to this and all other biblical subjects. Taken in totality, I have addressed this issue, for the most part, in the following teachings that I've done already. They should be listened to in the following order. Number one, listen to the teaching that I did on salvation. I like to keep the issue of salvation separate, and then we talk about the other issues. Okay, Because if you bring the other issues into salvation right off the bat, you're going to muddy the waters. Okay, So, listen to the teaching I did on true salvation. I give you a link here you can go to. Then, listen to the teaching that I did entitled, Overcoming Protection... Uh, Meekness, answered prayer, faith, fear of the Lord. Okay, Where I get into the, con- the biblical concept of overcoming. Then, listen to the last teaching that I did, which I just did not too long ago, called the cross of Christ and the crucified life. Now, I'm going to give you tons and tons and tons of Bible verses. That is what I key on, is what does the Bible say? Because, listen, there's there's... Bible verses that if you isolate them to the exclusion of other Bible verses, you can prove your point one way or another. We have to be able to look at the Bible in totality and rectify all the Bible verses together. I believe I've done that with these three teachings, but there, it's no way could I answer this in one email but I believe I've already done that in these three teachings. And I give you the links, listen to them in the order I have them listed. I will send this out on email. And these are teachings I've already done. But it's so easy to kind of lose sight of things regarding this particular subject. There is a way that both sides of this issue can be rectified. But it's not. I'm not going to tell you it's easy. Okay? There's a lot of scripture you have to look at. And it's no way are you going to be able to solve this in a paragraph answer or in, or in a chat session. Okay? So, anyway, it's the teaching I did on salvation, and then the one I did on overcoming, and then the cross of Christ and the crucified life. I believe those three teachings, if listened to in that order, will answer your questions. Okay, that's all I have for today. And I'll go ahead and close this out in a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we do thank you for this day and time you've given us, Lord. We praise you, Lord God, in heaven for your goodness and your mercy. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I thank you for our salvation, Lord. I thank you for my listeners, Lord. I do pray, God, you bless them. I do pray, God, you give us all wisdom and discernment and guidance in regard to the day and times that we're moving in. I do pray, God, if it be your will, you would put us in a position of strength and not weakness regarding the day and times that we're moving into so that when things really start to get bad as well, that we would be like beacons of light to the lost, and that we would be able to point them in the right direction, and that we wouldn't just be like them in some type of confused state, not knowing our right from our left. 
that we would not be caught up in this strong delusion, Lord, but that we would be able to explain it to those that have questions and that we would be able to give an answer for the hope that is within us, the hope of glory. I do pray that you'd forgive us for any and all sins we've committed in any way, shape, or form, Lord, that you would cleanse us from presumptuous sins and secret faults that they would not have dominion over us and that the words of our mouth and the meditations of our heart would be pleasing and acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our strength and our redeemer. I do pray, God, for your mercy and that we would forgive anyone who has sinned against us, Lord God, that you would have mercy upon us as well. pray that your name be glorified through the body of Christ, Lord, through my listeners. I pray you bless the widows and the orphans and the poor and the weak and the meek of this world, Lord. And those that are not saved, you'd save their souls, Father God. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we pray these things. Amen.